0: and welcome to the Real Good podcast, where every week we talk about all things going on in the screen and streaming world to find out what's real good. I'm Sean Carney. I'm joined by my Sasanach friend, Nick Staniforth. How are we doing, mate? Why am I Sasanach? Because that's what basically we used to call the English wasn't
1: it? Was it?
0: Yeah, well, it's some sort of derogatory um, term, (laughs) I think. Just (laughs) just, just take it. it. I mean, of course.
1: thought you'd start it off ripping the piss out of me. Yeah, Thank why not?
0: Very much. No, start as we mean to go on.
1: If it, if it ain't broke, mate, if it ain't broke. Exactly. Um, how's things how's been? your weekend been?
0: Oh, just yeah. to oh look I was at right us, left. man. We're, we're in the <laughs> uh, Yeah, mine's was good, mate. I mean, obviously it was a, it was a lovely weekend weather-wise, so um, went camping with the boys. Um, yeah, not those boys. But... Uh, <laughs> Not the yeah. actual boys, the superhero boys. Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean. It's, it's the way you said it. He's like, <laughs> went camping with the boys. Not those boys.
1: Nobody. It was the way he said it. it As like, and I will saying nothing more on it. I'm like, you killed someone.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I know, I can, I know when I started saying about camping, you immediately thought of like denim jackets and cowboy hats. Not at all. Not, yeah, not you at did. all. Why, no, bastard? Why, in bastard?
1: <laughs> no, it's just the way you were like, went camping with the boys, and that's it. Mm. And, it and but, folks, you don't, you can't see this, but it was like. Suddenly, a bit of PTSD kicked into Sean's yeah, my,
0: my eyes went wide and I was like, Not those boys. Just cutting back to Sean with like a bin bag with something in it. And he's like, yeah. Why? Why are we here? what no, I was thinking was like, people might go, Sean's away camping with fucking Homelander and he was drinking the milk from Sean's teeth. <laughs>
1: Sean is the doppelganger. Yeah. Um, we um, they look alike? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, he looks like everyone. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool, mate. Did you um like like when you when you went? What was like what was like the rough timeage
0: that you sort uh, of got were there like, at like twelve? Midday, yeah, right. So we were there for uh, like roughly twenty four hours.
1: And I remember last time you said that like you went and it was just like I'm going to bed. I'm too tired. So what was the what time P- did you retire? Pr-
0: pretty time? much similar. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I what don't fuck about when I go camping. I know my limits. Um, Sean was, <laughs> was tie tie. Sean was tie tie. Sean's always tie tie. Um, I basically like, um, just, I take it at my own pace. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I go it's camping, mate. I, go, I go camping just to basically to switch off, turn my phone off, sit at a fire, drink cool. a couple of beers, have a laugh, and then when my body says, time to go to bed, it's tie, time to go to bed. <laughs> um, but yeah, mate, oh, that's cool, let's. Mate. Let's let's um let's go off we're one off topic again as always. You know what I mean? We'll just we, get out of the way, mate. We'll look it, it we, 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 we talk on this podcast sometimes as if we don't fucking phone each other every couple of days, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we're, yeah, just, well, just, we're just we're just we're doing it for the listeners. We're keeping you updated in I, our I personal because like like we know people. you they care. We know we know you care. <laughs> they obviously give a shit. They're probably sitting there going like that mm, don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm.
1: Talk about films, please. It's Talk what about films
0: for. and TV. Um, that's why I'm here, and that's what yeah. we shall do. I mean, let's let's start. As I said, as we meet, to go on, mate. We have been balls deep in the boys, <laughs> and um, we have got some tasty news that Amazon are looking to do a spin off of the, the the boys. So, I mean, I don't really know when the actual current TV show, The Boys, is, is planning to to kind of cease. Um, right, but. I mean, long may it sh- sh- uh, Sorry, long shall it continue because yeah. it is. F- I mean, start to finish, every single week it's just incredible. I've, yeah, I've heard definitely. a few people saying, "Oh, first, um, first episode and second episode of season two was a little bit kind of a little bit slower than usual." But I mean, let's be honest. You've got to fucking you've you've got to kind of start off like slowly. And then, because you know, basically, that the boys, if you've seen the first season, it's just carnage. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's funny, it's fucking, it's out there, it's, it's just shocking, and awe, Um And it's, I mean, it's just an amazing, uh, so, I mean, for those that don't know, oh, do you like that? For those that don't know, still it. <laughs> I'm taking it <laughs> this week. Um, so, after even further rave reviews from critics and scoring large viewership from audiences, Amazon is looking to keep the boys' success train rolling as They've Been Gone, uh, development on a spin-off series alongside a third season of its flagship. Um, so, I mean, they're obviously talking about like the, the executive producers and all that. I mean, you've mm. very well known that, obviously, Seth Rogen is on been on board with us since day one. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I don't really... Do you know a bit more about this in depth of like what... Because I, mean? so, I know that you've read the comics, so you obviously know more than I do. That's basically
1: why I'm asking it. Yeah, basically, like from my my not not my understanding, but my guess is in the books. Basically, there's an, there's one particular issue where Huey has to go undercover and as a, as a super and go to this like join up with this sort of um, almost like teen super team, um, yeah. and we put a post up on Instagram. Uh, at this is Ru UK in case you're wondering folks um and it by the sounds of things it's all about um a complete spin-off where it's going to be set in a college that is specifically designed for super super teenagers like growing up like super student young young adults and so as a result basically x-men but obviously x-rated so it's all about the typical it was the typical peer pressures all the x's but it's the typical i fucking hope not my was a psycho um but but it's the typical like process of you know you think i think what what i've got in my head is if you think of a college-based drama like you know not not necessarily like one tree hill but like that sort of ilk of like that genre and then put superheroes in it but not just superheroes superheroes from the boys it's gonna be X-rated, like almost like I'm thinking like um, Animal House, but in the boys' world. Um, yeah. Whether or not other characters from this from this particular series turn up in it, because they've already said and, and it's known that a third season is already like underway. Like they've signed particular cast people, they've cast certain characters in um, from for the next season. Um, so they really. Amazon aren't fucking about, man. Like, they, they clearly know they've got something going. Like, I was reading up on the last season, which got, like, was in the 90% for Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and it's just had a massive viewership for this season. I'm tuning in every week because I yeah, just fucking Yeah, me, I mean, I'm, fucking I went flawless. Friday morning
0: at 8 o'clock there. Like, first thing as I woke up, I was yeah. just, like, get the boys It's on. almost like a treat, in it, for you? Like, yeah.
1: to wake up on Friday going, oh, my God, it's actually available Like yeah. I
0: can stick it on. I've been doing that with quite a few TV shows lately. Yeah. Um, that are, that are out week to week and it kind of takes me back to back in the day when we used to sit and watch like <laughs> Sopranos and that every week or yeah. Sons of Anarchy for instance like yeah. I remember watching it every week and, and kind of almost doing a podcast between me and my, my friend before um before obviously we started this little tasty podcast that we do at the moment <laughs> do you know what I mean um, but it's it is good man I like it I like the, the fact that we can't just sit and binge it as yeah. much as I would love to see all of it at the same time it's it's kind of refreshing um but i totally agree with you mate on this, the, the sense that amazon are fucking they're, they're the ball's rolling for them um mm-hmm. i think personally yeah i would say netflix is number one and then obviously amazon kind of underneath that and the two of them are obviously going to be competing back and forth um but i mean pff, fucking it's good it's, it's good news for us man do you know what i mean like yeah yeah. If that there, if there's, there's stuff on Amazon and the stuff on Netflix, I know. We we obviously like I think you've you said you've got Disney Plus and that as well. I don't yeah, personally yeah. have it, but um, I mean the stuff on Amazon and the stuff on Netflix is is enough for so, me to kind of yeah. to keep me going. Do you know what I mean? And I'm I'm happy with the, the direction that they're both taking. It.
1: Well, I just I think it's just really interesting how they've you know on paper you think. What a would a major streaming service that you think probably needs to get a huge audience, you know, the the bigger the audience the better. I e so like Disney you'd think is probably gonna make most of the money because it's Disney and it's because it's got so much eclectic sort of content for people of all ages, whereas the boys is the well, boys is not something you're gonna show your
0: kids. No. But I mean, you know with, I mean? with the with a recent success or should we say not success of fucking Mulan being released by Disney Plus, yeah. I mean they're not they're not off to a good start, mate. But then
1: at the same time, last week, like we said last week about you know the amount of amount of MCU stuff they've got lined up, um, to to sort of hopefully kick it into gear and make you go all right, fair enough, like something's going to happen now. Um, mm. But yeah, I just think it's really interesting, mate, the way it's going, the way Amazon are, are slowly, and I think they'll look at that. Other other companies will look at it and go right, okay, Amazon want to put money in for the right things m- ours might be the next um so yeah i'm excited man i think it's going to be i think it's very interesting the fact they put so much faith in this show that like i say has all the reasons not to work has all the reason to offend and not get the right audience but it's just gone massive um and yeah i'm just really excited for it what was your i think
0: what, what was your favorite um so if you've not seen it um don't listen to this bit but what's the what's the <laughs> what was your favourite part from last week's episode Friday? there um
1: I think it just had a lot going for it I'd actually say it's probably one of the best episodes they've done yeah 100% Um, I liked I liked the fact it was it was almost they compacted it down like it was very much the group was in one particular particularly being the group in one location of infiltrating this facility and it going absolutely sideways um being a fan of the books, like the love sausage is actually quite a prominent character. It so to see <laughs> to see him turn up, although he doesn't have that power, to my knowledge. <laughs> um, but to see that that literally turn up, I was like, that's cool. Um I kinda I'd like be,
0: them, the fact that we got to see more of um Butcher and Huey kinda. Yeah. Um obviously I, with, with like kinda with Starlight um, involved yeah. in it as well and those those three kinda I don't know if you would say mending a relationship but do you know what I mean in a way trying to go go a bit further trying to go a bit further and obviously with, with what happens um, they, they're obviously they, they band together to obviously to help Hugh. do you know what I mean so mm-hmm. and, and that sort of that sort of little bit between them has kind of been been, uh, been kind of bonded together so I like, mm. I like
1: I also liked considering how little we've seen of them in this season particularly like I liked that it was actually quite a lot of focus on Frenchie yeah. um, and just Ging to see past that stuff. see that and it's like right okay because it was like a big it was like a big element as to why there was a bit of friction between Mother's Milk last season and Frenchie yeah. and then you realise what happened um, but mate yeah, I'm just loving it I just I, I'm, just, you know give me more like whatever spin-offs um, like yeah,
0: spin-offs. I mean, I mean obviously with the original sort of cast because we've kind of we've kind of grown grown with it, these characters in the band that you you said like last last week you were talking about you like the fact that it's like a small knit group of people that you can kind of concentrate on in their stories mm. um, how much these original cast members are going to play in the spin-offs do you know yeah. what I mean because I always get worried about that like if they do a spin-off how how much are the other people going to feature in it and stuff so yeah, it'll be interesting to see but I mean yeah it's, it's, as you said anything to do with the boys mate we're, we're on board um, give some more give us some more
1: but yeah um, I mean it's, it's interesting I've just seen um, a tweet actually regarding streaming services at the minute so going on to Netflix because obviously there's, there's one particular trailer or oh, do you want to, well do you want to go with the Amazon trailer or the Netflix trailer for the next thing
0: uh, 'Cause
1: the 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 your most favoured one is Amazon, Amazon from Amazon as well, coincidentally. Yeah. Um so so yeah, the, the we saw two trailers this week that have blown up and not necessarily blown up but are again showing how big Netflix and Amazon are. Um the first trailer that we're gonna talk about is um The Sound of Metal.
0: What um, would you sorry before we go on it, what would you out of those two, what one can I Picture and Test well, we'll, more?
1: we'll put we'll get, we'll get I think we'll talk about it we'll, we'll talk about both of them and then yeah. like go from there because I feel like I'm pretty sure where your head's at in terms of yeah. which one but the first I mean, trailer for, for,
0: for different reasons though yeah definitely so I mean anyway but, but we're yeah. talking about obviously um, for the first uh, trailer that that we've seen um, is uh, an Amazon original movie called The Sound of Metal um, that is uh, starring Riz Ahmed which you obviously might know from various I mean various fucking films and stuff like that but I mean he's been doing amazingly in the States at the moment especially for a yeah. British actor um mm-hmm. Golden Globes and Emmys and all that sort of stuff but um, Sound of Metal is basically it tells the story of a drummer who begins to lose his hearing and the, the kind of path that goes down that with um, him and his girlfriend and obviously being a drummer it's it's an imperative thing that yeah, you've obviously got to hear the beat. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I love this for well, I love the trailer. Sorry for for various reasons. I mean, it looks very powerful, um, especially with with um, Riz Ahmed at the, the, the kind of the helm of this, um, mm-hmm. and he's shown a different direction. I mean, we got a sort of glimpse of it as well. Um, I don't know if you'll agree on this, but from what I got, say. 10, 15 years later or something like that or do you know what I mean you've got a little teaser of like what happens not not what happens but like his life after if that makes sense yeah. do you know what, do you know what yeah. I'm trying to say
1: yeah I think I think so basically it's all about the, the trailer sort of displays him trying to deal with you know like Sean's saying it's imperative that he has this he, he still has this sense this you know his sense of hearing and unfortunately when that disappears what is a drummer to do and it's all, you know, it's clearly like a story about recovery of which films in the past have done. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of issues that it might highlight that we've already seen. But I think the interesting thing that it's displayed, that it's really leaning into is the amount of um, with with him go, going deaf, he's going to be surrounded by deaf individuals. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, a lot of it is all about sign language and all about dealing with this. And, and I think there's a really interesting point in it where he can't he's he's sort of. Shutting off the idea of fighting the idea that he's he's gonna go deaf, and everyone's talking. You know, one, I think he's, he's I'm gonna say, like, his support is yeah, talking like to him in sign language, it's like he's and he's, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm sorry, mate. Yeah, so his sponsor's talking to him in sign language, and he's just like, No, I, and, you know, we can't speak from this experience, but it's, it's, it is like literally adapting a completely new, a new world, a new way of living, a new. Right. Certain details where it's like I, th- I think there's a really striking moment in the trailer where he stood in the shower and he's just looking at the shower head and yeah, he's like I just, can't hear
0: that. Can't hear that. I mean, it's it must be. I mean, I don't really know. I used to work with a boy um, who's a barber, and he was uh, he was born deaf. Um, right. But I mean, he has obviously had the little sign that said like "Darns" use um, like, a sign language and obviously and stuff, okay. but he can hear it, so he can. Uh, sorry, lipread. So if you were to get an ask for certain things, right. you'd be lip lipread. But you've got to be quite clear with them. Yeah. So But I mean, what you're saying about this, it's in a totally different sort of. I mean, if you if you're born with it and you're going through the sort of sign language, um, that's that's what you know. That's all you know. You grow up with that. That's that's the way life is for you. But for somebody who loses their hearing, to have to adapt to, as you said, a different world. It's almost like if you were like if you were born with sight and then you you, you go blind and then trying to adapt to that as well. It must yeah. be obviously I mean, you from the trailer, if you if you guys go and see it, it's, it, it looks like uh it's basically like this back and forth struggle that the character, um, Ruben who is Riz Ahmed is just basically struggling to accept a new way of life. But yeah, the, the sponsor that you're talking about says a little kind of snippet in it, um that's like when you lose something, you gain something else. Do you know what I mean? So if you yeah. lose this way of life, it's like the new the new normal is like yeah. so much more it's 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 beautiful in its own respect. Mm.
1: Um I mean, the trailer as well, the, I mean, as as with any trailer that's gonna get attention when it's got five star stamps everywhere and critics are raving and stuff yeah. like that. But like I'm just reading the trivia on it and there's, admittedly there's not a lot about it. Um it's actually a directorial debut from Darius Marder. <clears throat> But on top of that, in terms of Riz Ahmed, in terms of prep for the role, I mean, like Sean said, he's been around for a good while. There's some great, you know, four lions. I think he's brilliant in Rogue One. The Night of, if you haven't seen it, is probably one of the best. The Night of is available. Um, but also there's a really old film not necessarily old but like early back in his career called Shifty which I'd highly recommend it's not on, it's not annoyingly it's not anywhere but I imagine once this comes out on Amazon I wouldn't be surprised if it turns up there yeah. but just going back to his research so Riz Ahmed spent six months learning the drums for this film and he also learned uh, American Sign Language as well on top of that awesome like I just can't wait I think, I think he's massively massively overlooked like not massively overlooked but he's again we've talked about in the past when certain names get attached to films, it's like, yes, you've got me sold straight away. Um like Nightcrawler, like Jake Gyllenhaal was brilliant in that film, but Riz Ahmed is just as good. Yeah. Um and yeah, so really, really excited for that. But on the flip side of that, on the other side of the streaming fence is um uh, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, which is written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Unreal.
0: Um who
1: it who is <laughs> just, Sorry, just so like, unreal. unreal, just <laughs> I'm sold. Um so Aaron Sorkin's just we both fucking love anything he's done so A Few Good Men The West Wing The Newsroom Social Network Moneyball um, Moneyball just like There's... his his writing style is just ridiculous. Lee good um, but this um, this the cast in this is
0: ridiculous it's, as well that, that's um, a, that was the thing that kind of struck me as well I mean Obviously, it's based on a true story. Um, so, it follows the, the Chicago 7, a group of uh, anti-Vietnam War protesters, charged with the conspiracy and crossing state lines with the intention of inciting riots at the 1968 Democratic Convention in Chicago. And, yeah, as, as Nick rightly said, it's, the casting. this is fucking unreal, mate. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I would say probably it's led by Eddie Redmayne and Sacha Baron Cohen Probably, but then there's
1: also I um mean, you've, you've got, got Yaya Abdul Mateen as well, who's gonna be Candyman.
0: Yeah. And then you've got fucking Michael Keaton, Frank Mangela, um Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, it's just it's, a, it's unreal, mate. I mean I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to both of these films and that's that's the kinda the the question that I asked you at the start, which one kinda pitch your interest more?
1: I think it goes back to what you were saying about you were interested in them for different reasons. I think I'm interested in um I'm interested in sound of metal purely because I think it's such an interesting story, and Riz Ahmed is just—I will watch anything with him in sold. Um, but then on top of that, with the, 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 sort of argue the case for the trial of Chicago Seven, my reluctance for that is whilst I'm I'm always excited to see something with Aaron Sorkin's name on. It's, it's it's actually from my understanding, if I'm not mistaken, let me just make sure. Yeah, so this is his second directorial effort um so he's always been the guy that wrote the scripts um but it was with uh, molly's game with idris elba and jessica chastainin which i wasn't a massive fan of um th- that's the one thing that's sort of making me sort of pull back a bit with this um yeah. particularly given looking at the trivia behind um chicago seven like there were so many different directors attached so many different um, cast members like steven spielberg was originally uh Pet-like eye in the project. Um, he, was, he was attached to direct. He was planning on meeting with Heath Ledger to discuss the role of Tom Hayden. So this is how long ago this film was prepped or planned. Yeah, I think it was. What, how long or something it. Yeah, so he's been sat on the script for a while. Um, and then on top of that, uh, Paul Greengrass, who did the Bourne films, and Ben Stiller were lined up to direct. Um, but then, since the 2007 the Writers Guild of America strike delayed um, Spielberg's iteration, so they went in, and then that got pulled again. Um, so I think it's probably been a bit of a passion project for Aaron Sorkin to get on. And it's just like, after Molly's game, he sort of cut his teeth and gone, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, we've we you know, Sasha Brown's name's going to be popping up a lot in the next couple of weeks, sort of months, because uh, he's also got the Barat sequel on the way. And to my knowledge, well, no, that's a lie. He's been in one drama uh, that I know of that's actually on Netflix. Um, but this is probably... His only second notable serious role in a drama that I can think of. Um, yeah. I know we got. I know. I know you gave me shit a while ago for Bohemian Rhapsody, but I always think in another fucking universe he was originally down to yeah, play well, Freddie Mercury. he was
0: originally um, kind of meant to be Freddie Mercury, but I mean there was a big kind of clash between him and Brian May. Brian May, yeah, yeah, and it just obviously he was not um, not willing to fucking. To go down Watch. a certain road that they wanted to, so um, he kind of pulled out from that. But I mean, I think the only kind of sort of dodgy thing about this that I kind of thought when I watched it was um, Sasha Baron Cohen's accent. <laughs> right, okay. It wasn't really that I could that, convince sort of American, American See, accent. See, it's weird,
1: I, I got that from Eddie Redmayne. I didn't yeah. think Gary oh, Beams really? was the best. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. That's interesting. I, I, I mean, thought I, that his was all right.
0: Again, but. I mean, the, the premise of this, I mean, as I said, I, I don't really know too much about the, the Chicago 7, um, yeah. but the fact that the, the two of these trailers are based in true stories, um, I mean, everybody loves. A screenplay, screenplay sorry, is, is wrote from um, based in, in true stories, man, especially in this day and age. I mean, Netflix with... Um, was that one? The fucking... Oh, what's it called? The the T V show with the guys like kinda of injustice and stuff like that.
1: Oh, um now they see us.
0: Yeah, now they see us and you've got yeah. um loads of other stuff like that as well. So everybody's like on board with with things like this in, in the current current day, so mm. yeah. Thoroughly fucking excited for both of these. We don't have to wait too too long for um I think it's the Netflix one. So yeah, that's October. Chicago Chicago Sevens October, um, but the Sound of Metal one won't be until um, it says December fourth. Um, well, hopefully, those will get kind of pushed back by any means, but you never know. I mean, well, that's the thing is, I mean, it's interesting recently.
1: in terms of with streaming services and and the fact that they've got no they've got no restriction. Um, I saw an interesting tweet today it said by the end of next week Netflix a home streaming platform will have released more new films in the UK cinemas post lockdown than any studio apart from Warner Brothers
0: yeah I mean Um, I remember seeing I (laughs) remember seeing it on Facebook the other day and it was a list of all these um, TV shows and films that they're releasing and it was just 2020 2020 2020 and I thought fuck me man they are they are basically they know what is going on I mean I don't know. don't know if you have seen the the news snippet the other day about uh, the Odin that we go to in Brayhead. No, that it was <laughs> it was being because obviously the whole coronavirus thing at the moment they've like it's been back into sort of lockdown, so nobody can like meet in like, the rule of six and all that. So yeah. because the cinema has kind of took a bit of a backseat again, uh, they're using the cinema to live stream the fucking court trials, so that, so they, I know, it's it's insane mate, I know, I can see your, the, the expression on your face, this is a true story what? by the way. What, what, they're so using this cinema, so Odie and Brayhead are using their cinema screens to live stream court trials, so they basically, the, the jury and, <laughs> and people like journalists and stuff, no! yeah mate, aye, because they can't have more than fucking like, I think it's like 15 people inside a courtroom. Unreal, mate. Google I mean, it. I mean are they getting money from that? Like no idea, mate. My that is fascinating. The government must be giving them something. I thought it was a joke at first, but <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And then somebody says, Can you imagine can you imagine the jury just sitting there with a tangle ice blast and nachos <laughs> Just like guilty? Right, next just, one
1: just coming back and be like, I just went for a piss, what's happened?
0: Yeah. <laughs> What did I miss? <laughs> so, so I think he's done it, but we can't yeah. be sure. <laughs> not sure. Like, it's like basically treating it as if it's a film, but it's not as real life that and the guy's fucking life is in your hands. But insane. Absolutely insane news. Mate, what, what is this time we're living in? What absolute I, madness. I don't know about you, mate, but personally, I'm ready for 2021. <laughs>
1: oh, God, mate. It's just, I think
0: everybody is as well. Just
1: get it done. Just absolutely get it done. Um, but yeah... Uh that's pretty much all the news we've got if I'm not mistaken mate
0: yeah I that's right? that? I mean there's other little snippets as well I mean you were talking about uh was it something hawk what the fuck my mind's just oh, really yeah. <laughs> so something so hock. yeah my um God. basic
1: <laughs> so basically um news got out last week uh I actually put a post up and then within like half an hour it was confirmed that Aldis Hodge from uh, the Invisible Man who uh, is basically like Elizabeth Moss is like it takes her in basically when everything goes tits up is set to play Hawkman in the new Black Adam film with uh, The Rock. Um rumours were getting out and then within about half an hour to an hour The Rock himself put a post up confirming yeah, it was you know. happening and, and, and put a post like a transcription of the of the actual conversation where he, he phoned him up directly. I think it's so interesting mate the fact that he is so involved in the in the production process. Wait, the guy's a fucking
0: trailblazer. Do you know what I mean? It's like- ridiculous, isn't it? Um, he's basically like Army 2.0. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's um, basically taking what a sort of action hero, sort slash comedy, now and again, um, Hollywood A-lister does, and basically. What a star does? Yes. I mean, like. Yeah, a proper order. star. I mean like the, it was like, I think it was like, last year he was the highest grossing fucking actor in Hollywood or something like that. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. that I don't know the last whatever couple of years or even but I mean he, he's involved in so many things. He does loads of like humanitarian stuff. He's um he's a very vocal sort of celebrity. Um he's not scared to kinda admit when he's wrong and come out and say things. I know recently he was him and his family were diagnosed with coronavirus and he just came out and said look it's a hard time for us and I know but he never he gets me as one of those actors that he never seems like a like a selfless pity me sort of person mm. it's always positive positivity yeah. let's do this for other people he gets young actors and young comedians and whatever and he, t- he brings them in and and, and kind of puts them on his shoulders and, and runs with them do you know what I mean yeah and you can almost appreciate why there is a bit of friction in the Fast and Furious, like Franchise yeah. and Vin
1: Diesel being a bit pissy and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. My one frustration, and in fact, going back to something else we talked about previously. So uh, the biggest hoo-ha and negative aspect that's come out of this is that um, in the comics, Hawkman's a white guy and Aldous Hodge yeah. isn't. So holy shit, obviously this can't happen. What does fucking outrage is this? It, I
0: mean, um, it, it should, Mark, i admit.
1: But what's interesting is, I don't know, well, you probably won't know, but basically Hawkman's particular character is, he's got, he's a character that um, has reincarnated through history. So yeah. he started off in like Egyptian times, basically. And the rule is that there is, there's a Hawkman and a Hawk Girl, and they're destined to be together. But every time they eventually get together, it they end up dying. Um, so they've died thousands and hundreds of, like, like hundreds and thousands of times through history. Um, and they just relive the same fucking issue. Um, but, like, just, yeah, just people kicking off. Fans being dickheads. So, to add on to that, I don't know if you knew about... You know, with The Boys, yeah. when you were talking about it's really good of something to look forward to every week, fans, and I put this in big fucking quote marks, have actually been given one-star reviews for it on IMDb to get the ratings down because they're annoyed that they can't binge it.
0: That's insane,
1: man. Imagine being that pissed off about something. Like... Just get a fucking grip on life.
0: Like, seriously, like... I mean, especially with, just I say, the, the, the stuff that's going on at the moment. It's just... Like, bigger just picture. Be, be, be <laughs> fucking, hey, big picture. Be thankful for fucking what you're getting and what you've got. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's the little things, man. And these but little, yeah. I mean, but, but we're so kind of privileged to still have, like, films and TV coming out. I know we're kind of it's not what it would be like, say, if it was last year or something like. Because we'd be going no. to the cinema all the time. But to still have it on your fucking television in the comfort of your own home, it's how can how can you look at that as a as a bad thing? Do you know what I mean? Mm.
1: But people will always find time to moan about something. But we are not those people. We no. are happy people. Yes. Um. Because Sean was happy about something this week that I've still not checked off. But he's <laughs> shaking his head like holy fuck I
0: um, I mean we we spoke about it a while ago and I can't believe that you've not I mean I know you've been busy but the fact that you've not watched it yet I mean um, so what we're talking about is the the Netflix film The Devil All The Time uh, which is a a novel written by Donald Ray Pollock who funnily enough I didn't know this till after I'd seen the film but he is the narrator through the film All right, cool it's sort of like, I mean, I did say to Nick, it's got a bit of, not in the comedy sense, but a little bit of the the kind of southern Forrest Gump-esque um, narration through the film. So yeah. it's all done in parts and stuff. So basically, Devil All the Time follows um, the events and fates of like, various characters and um, so basically, Tom Holland's character, and so he plays Arvin, and and Bill Skasgard plays an early version of um, Arvin's th- dad. So meets this girl in, in a cafe and stuff, and you see other characters involved in it. But what's pretty cool about it is um, when the when the the guy Donald Ray Pollock is narrating through it, he explains things that are going to sort of come to come to, come to pass you later on. So, right. you see, the this guy meets this girl um, in the background, and he said, "This is fucking Carol," and this guy's name's Nick or whatever. Um, and they're they're <laughs> going to hide. Not not you. And it they're, they're, and gives you a little snippet of what what happens their in there in their life later on and stuff. Mm. So you're like fucking hell. So it's sort of trying to keep up with the characters and stuff was um, was interesting. It kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. Um, but it was also sorry. I, I, sorry, on, sorry, go on mate?
1: Sorry, oh, it's just I know that the because obviously, like you say, I've not watched it yet. But the the biggest, biggest fucking consensus is that the 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 best performances from it are Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Um, is that um, is that
0: safe to say? Safe to say, mate. I mean, the fucking the accents, and that are nailed down. Um, they, they they have a little um, well, not not a little. It's probably the biggest part of the film together. Um, and it's a fucking it's a really good bit and the, the church that they do of them, so um, Robert Pattinson plays a, a preacher, um, let's say right. a young preacher, um, I don't really want to give too much away, I mean there's a lot of backstory no, to, to these characters, um, but I mean it's got a, a, an amazing cast, again you've got Jason Clarke who has been in like films like Zero Dark Thirty and stuff like Is that, it Lawless, yeah. lawless. Um, it does, again it's got that vibe to it as well, that sort of Southern Lawless um Sort of corruption, everybody's corrupt in it and stuff. Um, there are no good people, basically. There's no good people apart from Arvin, who's Tom Holland's character, right? in a sense. So, I mean, it's it's mate, highly recommended, man. Mm. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it to the point where there were certain parts in the film where I actually want to watch it again. So, I, 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 I rewound right. it and watched it again. So, the, the, the scene with Tom Holland and Robert Patterson in it, I watched it about four or five times. Fucking hell! I mean, it was just, it's just great, man. Just. I mean, and I think I think it's interesting. Like,
1: you for, two things I want to highlight that I'm that are sort of almost getting me more excited for it to watch it. From what you've said, is that you said last week when you were talking about um, particular shows. If, for example, is that you you don't like it to go too wide, cast the net too wide, and have too many characters going on. Yeah. Do you think this is the balance is handled well in this? Like, yeah. you again, Obviously, it's a different format. It's a TV to film. Yeah. A film, you've just got two hours. But did were you like? Did you stay on track basically? Yeah, and didn't lose. Stay on
0: track. I mean, uh, Lesley was kind of sort of watching it with me, but she kind of she lost tracks. So I was having to explain things to. her. Um, but the, again, going back to it, that sort of Forrest Gump, where you see them kind of growing up. Do you know what I mean? So Tom Holland's character, Arvin, is it, like has he. You see him as a, a young kid and then you see him as like a, a thirteen year old and then you see him as like a young man. Um and there's like Tom Holland's stepsister and that as well and stuff. Like you see her as like a young girl and you see the backstory of her mother and her father and what they got up to and stuff. So mm. it's got that um Forest Gump vibe to it, do you know what I mean? A lot of it people might lot- not agree with me, but I mean that's that's the kinda that's what I took from it. it
1: sounds a lot like um Place Beyond the Pines. Don't yes. have you see that? Yeah. With with Ryan Gosling. Like you've got you've got Ryan Gosling's section, Bradley Cooper's section, Ryan Gosling's son section. Um, like that split up and like almost like a proper like a southern saga, basically. Yeah. But on top of that, just going off from what I've in terms of characters and widespread, if we go back to like what has what has been the common praise of these particular two actors, like I think we've said, we've said countless times, following the trailer from um the Batman, but also films like fucking Good Time, and uh, I don't know if anyone's seen like Lost City of, Z- of, Zed, with, Lost City uh, of Zed. Yeah, i seen that. Yeah, with Char- Charlie Holland and Robert yeah. Pattinson. Like, Robert Pattinson just seems to have elevated himself and, and shaken off what was, oh, fucking hell, it's the guy from Twilight. C- can you see the same thing happening with Tom Holland where it's like,
0: yeah, well, so you, you forgot in, this guy is Spider Man, basically? Here's my comparison. So. I only take this personally from my experiences, but Robert Pattinson reminds me of the kind of course that Leonardo DiCaprio took through in his career.
1: Cool. Interesting. So
0: I always remember him as like, the guy from Titanic, and he was the, the kind of poster boy, young, kind of handsome guy. Robert yeah. Pattinson type-cast. was very similar. Typecast, you know what I mean? And the, my, my dad always said that he never liked DiCaprio's earlier roles but as he got right. older and went into more serious well different roles similar yeah. to Robert Pattinson he's progressively just on this fucking course that's just taking him to the to the to the top
1: yeah and you think so you think Tom Holland's going to probably end up in the same direction
0: then? 100% mate that's my yeah. that's my take on anyway but I uh, I mean we obviously we're, we're waiting for the big one obviously which is the Batman with Robert Pattinson in it for, mm. for me you especially but yeah. um. I mean anything with Tom uh, anything sorry with Robert Pattinson in it. I'm I'm fully on board, um, and yeah. this was it's quite refreshing as well to see, um Tom uh, Tom Holland in a, a, a very dark role, if you will. Yeah. Um, and also a little standout, um, role for me was, um, Bill Skazgard who plays his his father. As I've already said, he's phenomenal yeah. in, in it. He's only in it for like, like the first sort of half of the film, but fucking incredible, man.
1: Cool. It's worth interesting, um, just going to add that on to note, following from what you've said of Tom Holland, is that um, Apple TV have just two days ago acquired the rights to uh, Tom Holland film Cherry, which has actually been, I don't know if it's produced, but also directed by the Russo brothers. And just as a pitch, again, leading on from what you've said about him taking a more serious role. So Tom Holland plays a Cleveland man who, after being spurned by the love of his life, joins the army before she returns to tell him he's made a mistake and they belong together. He becomes an army medic in Iraq and sees violence and college no one should. Returning with a rage of undiagnosed PTSD, he is prescribed the opiate oxytonin. Soon he and his young wife move from pills to heroin and he turns into robbing banks to pay their debts and feed their habit. Um, Like, if you... Do you know what I mean? You look at films like Endgame, Infinity War, Spider-Man films, and go, this guy's going to take on a film about a, a former military man who gets PTSD. He's just yeah. like, what?
0: But well, you're only 12? See, see, see <laughs> like, when you watch this, Nick. See yeah. when you watch um, Div- The Devil All The Time. You can kind of, that, that role carrying on from that, you're like, yep, perfect. Do you know what I mean? The, it sounds very like Shia
1: LaBeouf. Like he's gonna start just going off the track and go, not in yeah, a bad way. Yeah, but like well, taking he on. doesn't go down that path, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rocks rock
0: up Recently, doing the fucking the live screen for high fast times at Ridgemont Highway, with Morgan Freeman is just like he's absolutely baked. <laughs> he's loving life, man. <laughs> he does like, not give a fuck. single fuck, man. He's just like smoking a joint and his car just uh, pods and <laughs> just dancing and aye the guy's but like
1: and, and fucking Sean Penn and Brad Pitt are watching it Brad Pitt's just like what is
0: going on here
1: it's like, I wish I was in that car <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah mate that's interesting I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad I've not seen it and I'm glad you have because like I say I want to watch it more now so um, my I was a my, bit
0: my um, rating of this I'd give it a diddle 4 diddle out of 5 diddle.
1: Oh. That's a good rating, man. Yeah. Firm. Not so, no points in there. No nah, points no in point. there like Solid usual.
0: Four. <laughs> Solid four. Um just like myself. <laughs> <laughs> Solid four out of ten, not out of five. But.
1: Um but right, I'm I'm intrigued now. That's that's definitely gonna be put on the queue. Um but from going on from Sean's real good recommendation to ones we've not touched in a while, but they are back. It's fucking with, back. With a vengeance. Um so a good, good while ago, we asked people to um, anyone that followed us on Instagram at This Is Real Good UK to suggest their big Real Good recommendations, which are films they believe that not only their favourites but everyone should watch. So we did Predator, which was um, Craig Hogg's, was the very first one. Went on to Michael Simpson's recommendation of Point Break because Keanu Reeves loves him so much. Um, and um, this week we go from at Dinky Beck who suggested what's mad is a little indie comedy from 2014 which is now actually still making money from spin-offs um she suggested what we do in the shadows um for one i completely forgot this is from 2014 it seems Saddle. like fucking two years ago um mate do you remember do you remember watching this like how did you come across this
0: so I remember watching this because um, one of my pals, um, so he's on Instagram at I am Jamie Paris. Uh, me and him are massive fans of the Flight of the Concords. right? And obviously, Jermaine Clement and uh, Taika Waititi have uh, wrote and directed this Oscar uh, winner Taika Waititi now. Yes, Oscar <laughs> winner, sorry. Um, so they directed this. Um, New Zealand mockumentary horror comedy film, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I remember sitting down watching it and just going, this is fucking genius. It like, is, it's though. so <laughs> smart. It's like, it's everything that you would think of if vampires and monsters and stuff like that lived side by side with you. Do you know what I mean? All these sort of... Um, but you say that, and
1: you say that, and that sounds like a pitch for, like buffy or supernatural or do you know what I mean like yeah. like once upon a time like a like a real ex, a real extravagant fantasy and it's just not because within the first five minutes i mean in all seriousness like i'm sure people must have watched this by now because interesting. i was reading up on trivia so one thing to pick from this is in 2014 it was the most pirated film of that year um and i think i don't even think i saw it in the cinemas i think i
0: watched it like yeah, I when it came that. out um and in the house i don't know if it was um, um <laughs> done uh, dodgily but um but, but you I mean, don't do that anymore do you sean don't do <laughs> that anymore amazon Prime faithful netflix faithful yeah pay for everything bills bills, bills. stream <laughs> or die <laughs> but yeah like even like
1: sean watched it earlier on in the week and i've i'll like we'll talk about it next week but i actually watched um haunts in a blind manor yesterday um which i can't talk about till next week fucking jealous fuck um, interesting. But yeah, we. So, um, yeah, just within the first five minutes, what a brilliant fucking. <laughs> what. <laughs> Sean's, just, Sean's just holding a dog up to me. <laughs> um, But yeah, like the first five minutes, what a brilliant opening of Takawatiti just going around the house,
0: waking up all the, all the vampires. It's but the first, like. My, my favourite about that. It's six think... o'clock, we need to open yeah. the curtains. <laughs> I sent you that, like, the first. Like, because the first bit, like, because obviously there's a, he knows there's a TV crew in it and so it basically says, all oh, the TV crew have got crucifixes on and they've been told that they won't be eaten. <laughs> and then you see Taika Waititi just, like, raising out his coffin and he stops halfway and looks at the camera as if to say, impressed. <laughs> and then it just keeps going. And then, it, obviously, it starts to show, like, a kind of daily routine of what happens. So, obviously, there's various... Like, the, the characters in this, so it's... um Viago is Taika Waititi's character, and he's a dandy, so he's like very kind of like prim and proper, likes to look good, and very structured. Always and wants to t- pots washing. Yeah, <laughs> he's always got to, somebody's got to be doing the dishes. Do you know what I mean? And then you've got Jermaine Clements' character, who's v- Vladislav the Poker, not fucking, <laughs> not not Vladdy Impaler, is what you what you would expect. But um, and then you've got uh, Deacon, who's like a, a peddler. So from, yeah. these are all from like different centuries and stuff. Um, and I love, go, I
1: love. Sorry to interrupt, mate. I love fucking Deacon's story about how he became a vampire. Oh, and he's like, bye.
0: he's like, and I had to drink this blood, and it was this horrible creature. Turns out it was Peter. Hi, <laughs> is that Peter there? And Peter's sitting next to him. He's just like, yeah. So Peter plays like the kind of eight thousand year old vampire, like the from Nosferatu sort of. Um, so just to go into in terms of the trivia, like details of this. So they modeled
1: there's so many little interesting elements about this for one they this is this was a script that had been taking nine years for them to write right so they they've been sat on this story for nine years and they made a short film and were worried that it wasn't get really at attention because vampire films had just sort of died a bit yeah pardon the pun and they they'd actually modeled each character on particular mo- vampires from well-known properties so like uh peter was modeled on Nosferatu, obviously deacon's modeled on david from the lost boys uh, Vladislav is Gary Oldman from Dracula Yeah. Uh, Nick who <laughs> the Nick who's the like newest recruit they get yeah. on board is Edward Cullen from Twilight My God. and Viago is is uh, Louis from Interview with the Vampire right. and if you watch it you start to see it like little details of like like the fact that Nick's really fucking flashily dressed like he's proper trendy he's like yeah. he's got his hood up do you know what I mean and mate like like you say so Sean watched it quite earlier on the week I watched it today um, and and I'll go on to sort of not my issues that I've got with it, but just some of the moments where I'm just like, I and mean, then just the why,
0: fact that why like, is that it, so
1: fucking smart and so simple? But it's it works. So, that that's
0: what's that's what's good about the film is there's little details in it that you probably don't notice when you first watch it because you're too yeah. busy laughing your ass off at something yeah. that's happened five minutes ago. But um, just like the fact that they go they're going into town <laughs> to go party and you think right they're going to get in this big massive killing spree. And they get onto the fucking bus. <laughs> they're sitting on the back of the bus to go into town. And then it's like, when they're trying to get into nightclubs, it's like, you've got to invite us in. The guy's like, no, just on you go. And he's like, no, you've got to say, invite <laughs> us in. Do you know what I mean? And they're all like, kicking off outside the street. And it's just, it's fucking genius, man. It's so, so well written. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's a credit to both of them. Like, obviously, especially uh, uh, Tiger Waititi, because the 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 course that he's taken is like oh it's amazing and unreal but that's this is a fucking this is a gem man like this is a fucking well this, this is... i think what's weird that's is like so smart that he's done years ago and it's when, when you when you look at sort of
1: when you look at sort of certain you look at films like this is spinal tap you look at i don't know not necessarily office space but like best in show is like mockumentaries right yeah. or, or even like the office like yeah when I remember ages ago describing it to my mate as like it's somewhere between Borat and Blair Witch and I know yeah. that's mad but like fucking some, some 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 like quotes in it where it's like why do you drink virgin blood Or well, would you eat a sandwich if someone's fucked it <laughs> <laughs> and I it's just like just, what Jesus. the fuck and like just little moments where he fucking sellotapes that picture of his, his old flame to the coffin he just sees coffin lid like yeah. knocking up and down <laughs>
0: She's fucking having, having a, <laughs> a, a cheeky wank. While they and like the them camp. fucking squaring
1: up to each other about doing house chores and they like jump up against the tables and shit. And mate, the two policemen, like, it's like, hold on, what's this? Smoke
0: alarms? Where's your smoke alarms, lads? Where's I'm your, your smoke alarms? <laughs> <body line now?
1: laughs> I've hypnotised them
0: so hopefully yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just they should see. That's the thing, as I'm saying, the little details on it that are just very smart. Yeah, and, that's and what even... Know. Sorry, so I that's what I was going to say. That's when you know that it's very well written, and obviously it's taken them a long time. So all these little details in it, be it or not that they've done it kind of um, off the cuff, and it's been that yeah. they've not meant to say certain lines or certain things have happened in it, but it works.
1: Well, that's the thing. So that's an interesting thing, right? So Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi wrote 150 pages of scripts but chose not to show it to a single person involved in the film, both crew and cast. This was to keep things spontaneous and to allow the actors to be surprised by the events unfolding. Like, imagine having that much and going, no, we fucking show anyone. Just just, just go with it and see what happens. And that's why I say, like, it takes bit... You know, it's not, it's not a groundbreaking mockumentary because we've had films like Borat and we've had stuff like this is Spinal Tap, but they've clearly taken the best bit To look at stuff and take the best bits from stuff like Borat and then the Lost Boys. Mate, when he's trying to make him think he's eating worms and he's like, no, it doesn't work on chips.
0: He's like, he I need to work on food. that looks like worms. The guy kept offering me, he says, did I make you eat spaghetti? And he says, no, he kept saying biscotti. Not because of the fucking accent, you know what I mean? He's like, you got it wrong. Um, but I mean, one of the fam- one of the kind of sort of famous bits in it is obviously um, you've got Rhys Darby in it who uh, was in obviously Flight of the Concords as well, and he's a, a kind of close friend of um, Jamie and Clements. But he plays um, Anton, who's the leading pack of the werewolves, and they're obviously Mate. when they when they square up against each other, it's like vampires and werewolves. And it's the guy saying like "fuck you" and stuff, and he's like, "Hey, hey!" He's like, <laughs> "We're werewolves, not swearwolves <laughs> It's well just... even I was
1: I was reading about that because like since that like you say that was something that definitely stuck. Yeah. and people were say people that saw it, that was Kept the thing. Saying it. It's it's like it's like Napoleon Dynamite where it's like vote for Pedro. Like that was well, the But do you line know what it reminded me
0: of? That that line when I first when I first watched the film, it reminded me of young Frankenstein that's like he's like they're in the carriage and they're going to the castle and he's like werewolves and he goes, They're <laughs> wolves there as well. Like little bits of like that and it'll just Comedy, fucking like little genius bits,
1: just gold, mate. Actual, like, but I think it's interesting that, like, we've said, it's this is this eventually, um, led to not a spin off but a a, a new iteration that's on the BBC now. Well, it was on it's on FX in America, but it's on the BBC now. Um, and I think it's in it's hitting its third season. And I watched the first season, I've not, not a case of I've lost interest, but I literally haven't had time to catch up and stuff. But even the new series is actually really good because. Jermaine Clement and Antacus TV have actually been still been involved in it. Yeah, want to make sure that that you know it does the job. But there's been talk eight for so long about a werewolf
0: spin-off film. So sorry, kind so, of following so, on from obviously from what we do in the shadows. They obviously, they, they released released um, on March last year the what we do in the shadows TV show, and it's obviously yeah. stars uh, Kevin Novak who we know from like uh, Phone Jacker. You got Matt Berry from the IT crowd, and then you've got Natasha Demetrio who is from what's that? It's, um Star Cells flats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his sister. Yeah. Um, and that's that's been kind of well received as well. It's like it's. Um, well, like
1: I say, I've watched the first season and it's and it's really good. But like, I think even the first season, there's a mad moment where they have a meeting with all these different vampires, and fucking Wesley Snipes is there. Yeah. And it's just like, what is this like? Just I just like, I, I hope I hope it's it's almost done what American office did where it was like it, it gained a new audience but made people go back to go what you know where's this come from um, yeah. but if you've not seen it like I'm taking Sean's taken my quote on the take is what are you doing with your life like why have you not watched this because it's it's an actual gem my only issue and I, I'll be honest like I think in terms of the the genre that it's in of mockumentaries is my only th- problem is i think it does overstates welcome a little bit i think it, when it gets the the ball i think i've it starts it starts to dip a bit and it's not like as quick fire as it has been up to that point yeah especially um, with
0: the bit this whole, like the kind of masquerade ball and stuff like yeah, that. Just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. i just i don't
1: know it just i think that's one bit where i'm like mm, but i'm i'm not i'm not going all right, turn this off now but i think what's really interesting in it is only recently only i've mean, not I watched it today is the fact that genre, the genres of horror and comedy can be so easily sort of intertwined when you look at stuff like this, Shaun of the Dead, um, like you say, Young Frankenstein. But like the particular scene where Nick's been left behind, where the fucking his, his, um, Diego's Deacon's servant's been like brought them all in to like yeah. get used. And he's running around the house trying to like get out. And there's that horrible moment where Deacon comes out of his back. He's yeah, like, that's on his crazy back. That. I
0: don't know how they did and that, And I was
1: like, I was like, I completely forgot. And I thought, fuck me. You know, if you took the comedic element out of this and put that in a horror film, that yeah. would actually work. Because okay. it's actually quite, it's, you just see this hand like come out and he's yeah. like in the backpack. Like, and he
0: throws the backpack away and he starts crawling. <laughs> and he's crawling
1: the along the thing. I was like, fucking hell, Taika do a horror film. Like I'd be down for that. A hundred percent. But yeah, just just a really good film. Thank you, Dinky Beck, for that. Because that is Unquestionably, a real good recommendation. I mean, so Um, far
0: we've we've kind of been doing pretty well. Three absolute fucking banger films so far for the for the real good recommendations. Um, There will be there will be more to come. Yeah, more to come, mate. And I was I was looking at the list today, and I'm just like so excited for certain to watch certain films and review them.
1: I'm just having a lot. Hold on, two seconds. Just scrolling down.
0: Yes, next week's is very interesting. We won't reveal it. Absolute belter Um, (laughs) for my boy that I know. Um, one after it, not too sure. Yeah, but we'll, I mean, we'll yeah, go with it. I don't really know. I've got a funny story about that film, but uh, <laughs> I, I know, I've keep, heard it. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't think it is podcast well It's hundred percent not. No. Um but
1: mate, that's been a, a well oiled type machine um of a podcast. Are we gonna are we gonna
0: draw it to a close? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up um as we always do every week. So um if you if you like what you're hearing uh, be sure to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify's, and uh, Spotify's. Spotify. Spotify's, all the Spotify's. Spotify and, and all the streaming services. Uh, for more real good stuff, follow us on Instagram at This Is Real Good UK, Um, where everything, each week, news, um, we do polls and stuff as well, obviously, when we discuss certain things. Because um, my fucking poll shockingly won, and Sean yeah, didn't so b- make one a confession, moment, but whatever. So yeah, we'll, we'll swiftly moving on um,
1: <laughs> oh look at that look at that happened
0: <laughs> so basically I lost I lost the poll this week um, because obviously Goodfellas is obviously going to be more popular than Dances With Wolves, which I don't agree on anyway I think personally so, it's so Sean Dances thinks Dances With, with Wolves sh-
1: should have won an Oscar and Goodfellas shouldn't have and mm. I've actually got I need to find that quote. Where's that quote though? You said Mark, Mike Scorsese. Shit, I think that was what he said.
0: Nah, I didn't say that. I just said fuck him. Oh, that was it. Fuck him, Mark, Scorsese. Yeah. Mike Scorsese. King, yeah. King Kevin.
1: <laughs> Mate, Great. a really,
0: a really underrated film of Costner's is Tim Cop. <laughs>
1: Mate, who'd have thought someone would make a good golf film? Unreal. That's not got, that's not got Adam Sandler in exactly. What the fuck?
0: Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so obviously. Um, give us a give us a little follow and share and stuff on this is at real good UK and um, Nick where can we find you on on Twitter and uh, Instagram?
1: You can find me at Nick Stanley Force because no one had it on either and I'm very grateful for that.
0: Nice one. And you can also find myself at Beard Carnage on Instagram if you like hair stuff. You know, uh, you but most importantly, hair. most importantly, this is real good UK. Um, when the podcast comes out, please. Tell all your friends, share and subscribe. We really appreciate you listening each week. Um, for loads of positive feedback, um, definitely, man. Lately, and it's been it's been very um, humbling for us. So, we've got a few um exciting things coming up that um we'll we will uh, reveal in, in, in all due course. But uh, me and Nick are excited, and we we're, we're, we're excited to to show and share it with all you guys. So yeah. Have a good weekend, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.